You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less, or sometimes more like this episode. Here's today's question. Hi, Dr. E. My name is Kristen. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. And first of all, I just want to say thank you for your teaching and your ministry. My question is about hearing from God. It seems to be a trend among popular Bible studies and teachers today, hearing from God quite a bit. And even my Sunday school class at church is doing a video series from a very popular Christian author who talked about how God still speaks the same today as he did in the Old Testament through dreams, through burning bushes, etc. And I found that to be unbiblical. My understanding through studying the word was that God spoke in the Old Testament because we didn't have the scripture yet and the inspired word of God and we didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. And that yes, today the Holy Spirit can speak to us, but our primary means of hearing from God is through his word, the Bible. And I just want to make sure that I have a correct understanding of that. And I was hoping you could biblically walk me through that to make sure I understand about hearing from God. I just seem to find a lot of modern feeling, I guess, in the way people want to hear from God today and they don't know the scriptures. But again, I want to make sure that I'm correct and not incorrect. So thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Well, this is a popular and ever-present discussion. Number one, let's begin. Scripture is the very word of God. It's not merely a record, Hmm. not merely an account. It is God speaking to man. Yes, we have a record. Yes, we have an accounting, but it is the very word of God. Secondly, signs and wonders, and I'm going to jump there for a minute, for the most part were used by God in unique and pivotal ways. Sure. It's safe to say that even in Scripture, these are not normative. Uh-huh. Uh, the idea of, and you've heard me talk about this and wave my hands, supernatural means above nature. And I raise my hand high and make an arc. It's above, super, above nature. Right. By the nature of supernatural, it's above nature. It's not normative. And that would be the burning bush she cites, for example. Right. That was not normative. And even where the text says it was burning but not consumed. Yeah. So this wasn't a spontaneous combustion, which people tell me in Texas can happen sure. in a bale of hay. Oh, totally. With the right heat, moisture content, some methane gas, whatever, yeah. a, a, a bale of hay will will combust. Yeah. But you know what? It's It'll be consumed. Up. Yeah. So the burning bush is a miracle, not because it was burning, because it was not consumed. So here, here's my concern. Uh, experiences are just that. Experiences. They have no authority. Scripture has authority. That's the differentiation. Sure. So herein lies the problem. A person's having a hard time. He or she is on their porch on a Saturday morning drinking their coffee, and they have their Bible in their lap, and they're uh, sad or unhappy or mad at God or feel distant or apathetic or they're hurting from some problem, and they're not reading their Bible and looking over the porch in a cardinal lands on the rail of the porch. Yeah. And God came to me in a cardinal and he cheered <laughs> me up and he sang at me. I just had this You're bad. I I no, I just read this from a person the last five days. Yeah. And this person said in their little thing, I don't know if that's God you know what God meant, but I choose and, and on and on they went. Yeah. I went, you know, as lovingly as I can say, no. 
Because here's why. An experience is just an experience. Uh, Norm Geisler, Dr. Geisler was a professor of mine in seminary. And he would say, I had this, the person had this dream. And the Lord showed me this and that and the other. And he would say, what did you eat for dinner the night before? <laughs> Meatballs. <laughs> did you have pizza and yeah. Pepsi? That's why you had a bad dream. So here's the problem with experiences, and, and not to be pejorative and condescending. Here's the point. If we have an experience, a dream, a vision, some you know, still voice, and we make a decision based on that information. Alone. God led me through this experience. Yeah. God told me, God affirmed, yeah. fill in the blank. Now, depending on the outcome of the decision, how do I, how do I then interpret the experience? Right, so right. a couple comes to me and said, God, we prayed and God led us together and we want to get married. Yeah. And I've sat in that office more times than I can count. When a couple has come in the office and said this, and I want to say, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a priest, I'm not your uh, a person who gives permission. I'm going to tell you from a wisdom standpoint, experience, God did not lead you together. Hmm. You guys have have both some histories here that you need to sort through. You need some really good help. You need some couples to minister to you to walk alongside you uh, before you choose to get married, for example. And that, no, no, God, we prayed and God led us together. And I say, as much as kindly as I can say this, he did not. Mm. He did not. Now, God's word, God's spirit, God's people yeah. can affirm to you sure. wise decisions. Yeah. But you can't just say in a vacuum, I, pr- you know, I prayed in the cardinal land and told me this was going to happen. Because when the experience. If a cardinal, though, spoke to you, I would say. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. It's God spoke to me through a cardinal. I'm, I'm going to say it's red and it's of the devil. I mean, see where you can go with this. You go anywhere you want with it. And so that's the problem with experience. And experience is just an experience. It has no authority. I don't know what to do with these things. I'm not saying they're categorically uh, not of God. I'm going to put the thumb on the scale and say you be very careful of any experience and, and I'm not going to name authors in some of the books that I won't even read because I already know where they're going or I've read enough about it to know. Um, don't let experience teach you theology. Don't let the world or circumstances. It's got to be grounded in God's word, in God's spirit, and God's people. So I, I need his spirit, yeah. which, by the way, is not this super mystical experience of leading and guiding and inclining me. The spirit is a person who indwells the believer. We submit to his control. Yeah. How do I submit to his control? Back to the scriptures. Yeah. So years ago, Bob Salstrom worked for Dallas Seminary when I was a student. And he was over the uh, church relations and alumni department. And I would go see him. And he was the consummate silver-haired pastor. And just always dressed distinguished and smooth voice. And he had this small round conference table, Hannah, maybe two, three chairs. And he always had an open Bible on it. And I would stop by to see Bob. And he would always welcome me in. And he would say, he would pick up the Bible and put it in your hand and say, read this. And I'd read it out loud. And he goes, what's that saying to you and me? Every time I walk in his office. And it was just something he'd been reading that morning or whatever. And we'd talk about the passage. And I remember going into him probably my first semester because the way I was raised, I was unsure of once saved, always saved, eternal security. And so I'm talking to him, and I asked him finally, I said, I heard this once saved, always saved. I just don't know about that. And he he asked a few questions, and he said, how do you know you're saved? And I don't remember what I said to him at the time. 
And then he followed it up with is, what's the authority yeah. of your salvation? What, what do you base your authority on? And I, I think I knew the answer to that. I said God's word. And I can still see him caressing his, like combing his hand across the Bible <laughs> on the pages going, that's right. This is the only authority we mm. have. Mm. This has authority because God said it. He spoke it. Now, we submit to that authority. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit controls us, mm -hmm. and we submit to what the Scripture says. We don't do that by will yeah. or by determination or by the work of the flesh. It's the work of the Through Spirit. Through the Spirit, yeah. So this is where I think we get, when we, when we start losing our moorings from the Bible itself, and we start making experiential conjectures, we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Fast forward. It doesn't work out. Right. The experience A plus B led us to C, and then the experience doesn't work out. Let's use marriage as an example. We prayed. God led us together. We got married. Now we're getting divorced. Yeah. There's all kinds of metastasized ways we can discuss this. Let me just ask the question. Was God leading you in the wrong direction, or did you misinterpret God? Uh-huh. It's got to be the latter. Right. If we thought the experience right. was what led us to the decision. Right. So all that rambling to try to tie the bow on it to say experience is just that. If it confirms and affirms, wonderful. Yeah. Don't make a decision based on an experience alone. Right. I want God's word. And there's so much more wisdom in the text than we give it credit for. Right. I need a submission to God's spirit. And by the way, if you're living in sin... You're not submitted to the spirit. Right. If you're living with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you think God wants you to get married, let me tell you as a friend, you're confused. Right. You cannot live in sin and ask God to bless your marriage. It It's incomprehensible. But that's how we work. And that's just one illustration of how we live in sin and selfishness, not submitting ourselves to what we know of the Bible. I think it was Mark Twain that said, it ain't those parts of the Bible I don't understand that bother me. <laughs> yeah, it's the parts, parts I, I do understand. And that's probably not attributed to him correctly or what he said. <laughs> but the idea is valid is, you know, we don't want to submit to the things that are black and white. Yep. This is the will of God that you abstain from sexual immorality. Yep. So off the trail, but come back to be very cautious. Don't let experience be your authority. Yep. And it doesn't hurt to submit to God's word, God's spirit, and ask some wise Christian friends. Don't let the cardinal on your porch so tell you what to do. Now, maybe he brightened her day. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. That's a wonderful it's thing. But it's not probably God incarnate as I, a cardinal. I, I would say no. I won't even comment. <laughs> if you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us or text us at 615 281 9694 or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com we would love to hear from you ask dr e is a production of michael easley in context the music for this show is composed by jason germain and you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com